The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Feeling good on a Wednesday. Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Oh, Randy. There he is. My fault. Nearly killed Randy in the middle of a movement. Uh, there you go. Someone just emailed me and said, do you guys have any known Scientologist listeners? Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think we do. Anybody, if you're out there and you're known, uh, go ahead and email so I can tell you to stop listening. You're a lunatic <laughs> and I don't need you around. You're going to show up at our events and stuff. We take everyone who wants to listen so long as they're not loud Scientologists. Keep it in the closet, I say. Don't say Scientology, Bill, starting now. That's it. And I'm also in a couple of uh, email discussions with people about the Florida don't say gay bill. One guy's mad because I, said he, he, I didn't say the homo F word. It's bigger than you're making it out to be. They're trying to push this homo F word agenda on everybody, and you're, all, you're just like the rest of the media playing it all nice. Call it what it is. Like, okay. And then someone else said that the uh, the uh, nature in which that bill is brought up is to make it so kids aren't comfortable being gay. Uh, they are told normal is a man and a woman uh, and even brings up the fact that I've always said that I think fairy tales are the worst thing you can do to your daughter. I think teaching uh, little girls about fairy tales. Your prince is out there. Yeah, that you don't have to ever do anything. Your life isn't worth living until someone comes and sweeps you off your feet and takes you away from all this living and like being a person. I always thought the fairy tales were a dangerous thing because it gives somebody a false – they always said Barbie was. I always thought fairy tales were a false sense of life – you'll be on easy street if you play your cards right and you never have to do anything. And the reason I say that is not because I'm protecting women. I'm protecting men. We can't live up to that standard of Prince Charming. You're always looking – and it never – But now you know after you know growing up a little bit or – or being married sure. afterwards, what do you hear from the you know second time? If you if you do it again, make sure you marry well. Well, yeah, you say that you marry that. well. Absolutely, I mean, that people say that, but but I don't think people are saying go out and take somebody's money and don't do anything. They're saying make sure the person you marry is self sufficient. Yeah, that's marrying well. Make sure the person you marry has got their feet on the ground and they're not you know. Uh, you know, they pay their taxes, they do their stuff, they go get jobs, and they do all that. You know, they're they're Be regular human beings. Being the savior, right? Which is, boys are taught to, and women, you can't find a savior because once you marry him, he's going to stink up the bathroom and not take out the trash. Just Prince Charming's going to do this. So I always thought fairy tales were like really dangerous because it sets up the ideal that there is a perfect match out there for you. And the, and it's going to be roses and sunshine and poppy fields and all. It's not. There's not. There's no such thing. And people who always say she's the one, 
I'm like, all right, dude, calm down. That's your dick, and you're you're fluttery right now. The one is going to have you know a zit on her back. She's going to have imperfections. You got to start setting the bar a little lower than she's the one. Everybody who's always said she's the one. I see them a few years later, and they've got another the one in their hands. The one doesn't exist. I thought the last one was, but this one right. really is. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is that if you lived here your whole life, you'd find the one. But if you got moved, if, if your job moved you and you had to go up to, like, you know, Aspen or something, uh, there'd be a one there for you, too. So every city, just uh, geographically, there's somebody there. So I always thought that, but this person's basically saying it's normal to teach kids heterosexuality. But I don't think anybody's teaching it. I think that's just a social norm. The majority of people are going to end up being heterosexual. Teachers are more than likely heterosexual. So it will sneak its way in accidentally because that's the norm of society. Uh, The the world will never equal out gay to straight, normal, like everybody's in the same exact statistic. It's just not the way it is. It's just the majority. It doesn't make it right. It's just the way people are. You're going to lean and talk about the things you know if you're a teacher you might say, oh, he's a little lady killer, and somebody be like, oh, that's a misogynistic. Uh, you're teaching him that uh, it's cool to like women more than it is guys, and why aren't we playing house with two boys? I think the kids will gravitate towards whatever it is, what's normal. And it's, it's not up. So I look at that bill, and I'm like, it's not the teacher's job. It's the same as religion. It's not the teacher's job to go in, well, I'm a Scientologist, and, and, uh, and I'm going to start teaching you this because I want you to realize it's out there. It's like, no, that's, some, that's a parent's job. Yeah, And the teacher could be Christian and say, oh, you know, God on my side and things like that. Is that perpetuating her belief? A little, but is she pushing it? No, not so much. It's just what she knows. If she sat down and said, kids, there's only one way, and here it is, that's teaching it. And you get in trouble for that. But if she says, oh, Lord, or Jesus wouldn't do that, you know, you're not alienating people. You're just being you. But, and, and I watched a thing yesterday that don't say gay, Bill. The word gay isn't in it once. It's not even in the yeah. bill. At least that's what the governor of Florida said. I haven't read it, but the governor of Florida said it. I'm like, well, he's putting himself out there on a rope if that's in there because that's his. So I find it so weird what we argue about. Oh, and the reason I bring it up is because I saw this. Now, this is dangerous. This is where, this is where we really need to start paying attention to agendas and how stupid society's gotten. Again, it, it stems off the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. Uh, It says, after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars for making a cruel joke about his wife, the public spent most of its energizing, moralizing around Smith's physical assault. Some say uh, he was wrong and violence is not the answer. But Rock's language is an act of violence. Violence is not limited to slaps and kicks. Experts who study violent speech and psychological harm, violence is just as much words as it is hands. Words used to mock, categorize, exclude, and control are as violent as physical violence. And the guy, and you're going to laugh at this, the oh. professor at UNC Charlotte who studies philosophy of language named William Gay. Don't! <laughs> of course a guy named Gay is coming up with this theory. No, I uh, said I would put that joke on the continuum of linguistic violence. Words, we make too light of words. A lesson that we can take from what happened is we have to be reflective about what we're saying and the abuses that come from it. Uh, it's something, there's something also called uh, misogynoir, uh, which is misogyny against a black woman. Uh, and it said, uh, the violence of what Chris Rock said was, as, was the same as an attack on Jada Pinkett Smith physically. 
if we start going down this road. It's, I, I think the initial point is don't ever make fun of a woman's haircut. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, We've that's, known that for years. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Don't. My dad did it to his ex. Hmm? Hmm? Hear that part? His yep. ex-girlfriend. Yep. When he said that her hair looked like, and I'm quoting my father, so don't get mad at me, like she had retard hair. I laughed hysterically internally, not in front of her. Your father says it looks like retard hair. I'm like, oh my God. And I said, you don't say that to people. Well, it does. I'm like, Dad... You, a, I know better. I'm not even laughing at what is truly one of the most hilarious things my father's ever said because I don't want her to feel like he's right. Yeah. He, he was right, by the way. Her <laughs> hair looked horrible. But you don't make fun of a woman's hair. Guys woman, can take it all day long. Absolutely, we can. Absolutely. But words are not violence, they can be hurtful, they can be mean. They can make you feel bad, and they can be Let's abusive. Let's give him a choice on which he would right. like. We'll give what him an example. What would you rather have? Here, here's some words. Tell a joke that makes you uncomfortable. I'm just going to rear back and give you a slug. And in that article, they talk about that. They say Chris Rock's face felt better within a few hours. Jada Pinkett Smith has to live with this for the rest of her life. No, she doesn't. Her choice is to brush it off because nothing hurt her unless she allows it. Who will have more of a post-traumatic uh, stress on that occasion. Chris Rock. Right. Well, it's on film. When people walk it's, towards him, he's going to be like, is this guy going to hit me? You well, know? not not only that, but just the whole experience. Well, I don't know who's going to have a worse experience, but it's how they choose to handle it. It has nothing to do with how damaged they are forever and ever. It's yeah. not like they were at war and you see a true, like a veteran who actually has true a real post-traumatic stress disorder, and I'm not going to minimize that by saying somebody who told a joke about you can give you PTSD. I've, I've met people with real PTSD. I have a friend who has been through hell and back with war and everything else, and he can't sit in restaurants and have somebody drop a plate without going right back home to Tikrit, where the real stuff happened. This dude had actual violence and bullets flying at him. I guarantee you, he's not thinking... That, man, words are just as bad as what I went through. And it doesn't matter. You can't minimize what somebody's been through, but it's how you respond to it. And words are not dangerous. Well, and here's, how I, I can no. t- here's how I know they're not, Brady. Okay. Here's how I know a word is not physically dangerous. A word itself is not physically going to harm you ever. If someone came up to you and spoke in a foreign language and said horrible things to you, you wouldn't know it. Right. Because words can't hurt you. Yeah. They're just noise. But if you know it... But here's where I'm it saying can hurt one your part feelings. Words can do some damage over a long period of time. They can be abusive. There's I mean, no question. Because look at how no question. we're all results. Uh, we're all our products of how right. we were raised, or maybe there's something that a parent did, sure. an uncle did verbally. That's long term abuse. That's yeah. a totally different thing than somebody saying something. And you're like, that's akin to violence. Right. It is absolutely not. Sticks and stones is the best lesson you can learn. Yep. It de-escalates everything. It teaches your kid not to overreact. Sticks and stones was the, the single greatest lesson you could learn as a kid. It doesn't give you the right to go out and mouth off all the time because eventually you're going to take one. If you do it for, you know, if you make a, a pattern of being a dick, somebody is going to put you down. Imagine if uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, after that Chris Rock's line, mm-hmm. got up like – Crying and just leaves the room, leaves the state. It would have been a totally different story. Yep. Horrible. Chris Rock would have looked terrible. Yep. And it would have been like, you, you know, you hurt someone's feelings. You went have, you, you egregiously, egregiously attacked <laughs> someone uh, and they didn't expect it. 
Can words hurt your feelings? Yes. Can you get over it? Uh Uh-huh. I guarantee you anybody who's been in a drive-by shooting would rather have the gang members just hang their heads out the window and shout bad things at them. (laughs) I can almost guarantee you that in a boxing match, match, (laughs) no one has ever put their hands at their side and started to say terrible things to the other fighter. And and he's not going to lay down. Words, Words can be hurtful. It's how you respond. Everything is. And that's the best thing. Somebody's shouting horrible things at me. I can turn around and walk away from that, and I'm unscathed. And it can hurt my feelings, but that's up to me to deal with later. It can hurt my feelings. But if you hit me with a pipe, you might break a bone. You might actually do some damage to me that I have to get, you know, I have to recover from. We can't get into this world where it's like, no, 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 no. You know, where we have people under the, under the you know, uh, umbrella of language experts that say, oh, no, when someone tells you something you don't like, it's the same as being punched. Because if you start getting into that, then lashing out against them physically is, is somehow equalized. And it can't be done. This guy, Chris Rock, got slapped pretty hard, but the, probably can't feel that slap anymore. The sting was probably gone a few hours later. To the extent uh, that there's lasting harm on his end, it's probably because of what's being said about him, not the physical act itself. The words afterward are what really hurt Chris Rock. Mm-mm. The hypocrisy in what they're saying, that the words afterwards are going to be okay for him? If they're saying words are hurtful? Well, that's the hypocrisy of the article saying he's a dick, essentially. Like, they're saying words can hurt, but I'll describe him as something less than human. He's a jerk. Like, well, aren't you doing the same exact thing? Yeah, words are not, words can, words can never hurt you. They can't. They can't do anything physical to you. They cannot do anything physical to you at all. Do you think someone being tortured, like physically, would rather have somebody just start yelling at them the whole time? I think so. You don't want verbal abuse. Verbal abuse is no fun. Yeah. Verbal abuse is no fun. But you don't even walk away from verbal abuse. It's up to you. And it's hard sometimes because the person doing it might be manipulating you to a point of like, you know, they can be effective. They can't hurt you. This, this is the like I saw this on the news last night, and it was in a, a a thread of news stories this morning. And I'm like, we're really going down this road. That Chris Rock, what he did, was akin to a physical assault that warranted him being hit. There's there there's only one way that a word could physically hurt you is if someone yells it in your ear, right, and makes your ears bleed. Yeah, yeah. And that's is that a word or just a noise? You know, right. At that point, is it the words? They could scream, I'm happy, as loud as they want in your ear and physically harm you. That's just, I don't know why some dick would do that. <laughs> just right. shout you so loudly, I'm so happy, I'm so happy in your ear. I don't know why Dawn did that to Toledo. Yeah. And it's not to say that you can't be verbally Oh, abused. she never used that word. No. Happy? Yeah, I don't think happy ever uh, flew into your ear. Never happened. I'm not happy. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. Happy might have been the word that you heard because the first two were so jarring. <laughs> yeah. the, the I'm not part was like oh here we go and then happy was the one that made your head bleed but yeah saying that no i made a joke about you and you're like well that gives me a right to kick your ass because no sticks and stones is a real great lesson for kids brit sticks and stones all day long he thinks every word he hears that's mean is hilarious so it's all perspective no one ever thinks getting punched is funny yeah, it doesn't. It, this is it. We're living in uh, the goofiest time where everybody wants to justify terrible things by saying, "Oh, someone else was marginalized," so uh, that's bad. John Chris Rock is a comedian. It's his job. Quit being pussies.
Yeah, exactly. Could be, yeah. Yeah, he's right. Could Not be. coming from a chick. Here's one. It says, your whole point here is horse crap. Words can definitely do damage, as much as sticks and stones. Someone whispered at me the other day, and the wind from their breath broke my ear, my pelvis, and three ribs. <laughs> Signed, Caleb from Shriners. <laughs> well, all right. Unless you're Caleb, you get the bone bird disease. Words don't hurt you. You react to them. And ask any cop. Uh, ask any cop and any lawyer that said, oh, we were at a, a bar, and this guy was saying terrible things to me, and so I punched him, and I knocked him out. And the cop's like, why don't you just leave? Oh, because he was saying terrible things to me. You're in trouble. You're going to jail. Because his words are not going to put him in jail unless he's, you know, shouting out threat after threat of, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill your family. And even then, and we've discovered this during this job, that threats are uh, not an immediate ejection from the party. Right, right. There's been, we've we've been around, not us particularly, but we've been in an ancillary situation where somebody is threatening the life of someone else. And essentially, you have to go through the protocol of, well, it's just words until they actually do something. And this, this person is making some crazy thing. This is, you know. Recently. Yeah, off, off the rails. And you're like, can you do anything? No, nah, not really. We can put paperwork on him. If anything happens, uh, it just stacks onto his charges. But he has to actually do some. Otherwise, it's just words. And that's what everybody has to remember. It's just words. you got to be stronger internally. And sit and go, the guy's not doing anything other than words. And if, he, if, if they affect me, if they get to me. That's on me. So, John, if I'm understanding you correctly and the way you're conveying the article, if words are violence, Will Smith could have just walked up and said slap to right, Chris Rock. Right. And Chris would have hit the deck. <laughs> Might have been even – yeah, exactly. Slap! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> the five fingers say to the face. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Slap! That's it. And you're right. It's not. And there's a reason why, uh, you know, you don't you don't have fights with words where people end up in jail. Another one. Could have LARPed it. John, because Coda was the big winner, all I could think about is that was <laughs> happening. What the hell were the deaf people thinking? Yeah, right. What's going on? Or the sign guy. They got a standing yeah. ovation. The sign guy out of nowhere facing the guy that just signed <laughs> out, get my wife's name out your effing mouth. The deaf guy said, what? What? totally out of context, why is Chris Rock saying that? Not Chris Rock. Will Smith said it. Huh? All right. I Point to who's talking. Yeah. Cody wants to know if Larry's okay from the violent attack that he received last exactly. week. Exactly. Oh <laughs> Larry was violently attacked, and we violently attacked someone else. Words can hurt your feelings. There's no question about it. But that's it, and you can get past that. You can get over that. What about that's that easy. gal we talked about yesterday in the releases? What about that gal that talked smack to her boyfriend and caused his suicide? That was the debate of the whole thing. Right. But was that, like, that, like you said, has been over time. I still don't even necessarily believe she's guilty of murder. Yeah. I, that is a real when gray it comes down area. To the that's, why it's a, that's why it's a documentary. That is a gray area of... Is she crazy for even telling somebody this? Absolutely. He still did it. It's still his action. Did she talk him into it? Maybe. 
but you can't prove that. You don't know what's going on in his well, mind I mean, outside of her stuff. Uh, then you get into the things like cults, right? Where leader right. those words right. are right, but, but that's it comes also, down to people. Well, people can be charmed, but it's different. But that's that's a, a manipulation a is different than words hurting your feelings. Yeah, right. Man, manipulation but, through words is definitely a real thing, but it's also and a that's real, what I was talking about more yeah. or less. You can manipulate years. through language. You can manipulate through action and. And you can crush people. Absolutely. But it isn't your words that are doing it. Those, yeah. are, those are actions through words. Me saying, Brady, you're a dick. Yeah. You're a dick and I make a joke about you afterwards. Is, is not nice by any stretch. But are you hurt by that? Man, my feelings. I didn't know that guy sure. felt that way about me. I don't feel so bad. But you're going to walk away from it and go, that guy thinks I'm a dick. Or you're going to come over and start fighting me and then I call the cops. And you go to jail, and guess what I proved when I called you a dick? You're a dick. You can't control yourself. You have no adult behavior inside you at all. You don't know how to uh, calm yourself down. You're That's why I choose to say slap. <laughs> That's right. And you want to slap, punch, body blow, body blow. It's LARPing. That's what there's. <laughs> LARPing is dangerous because it's words. Sounds like punch out now. Yeah, yeah. Body, blow, body blow, knock him out. <laughs> I just I understand the difference, and I, and not everything's black and white. World of no nuance, right? But the fact of the matter is, words can't hurt you ever. They they teach us that like the tactical black thing. It's the first thing we do. In that uh, they do the uh, de escalation seminar, and you think, oh, that's nothing. And then you get in it, and you start training a little bit, and you go into this. Can you say you failed at it last time. Everybody does. It's crazy. Yeah. You spend an hour telling a group of people. There is nothing about someone yelling at you that's going to harm you. Escalating this situation is the dumbest thing you can do. If somebody says something terrible to you, somebody says something, and you don't know them, and they're talking to you, and you're like, man, you can bow up and be a man if you want. Or you can just go, I better get out of this situation. You're going to take that, man? This is weird, because what we do every time they set up this, this bar, it's an amazing thing to watch. And then you have a bunch of people, and it feels like you're in a bar, and they've got the TV set up, and we're watching UFC, and one of the guys, drunk guys, wanders over to the new guy and goes, buy me a drink. Buy me a drink, or I'm going to kick your ass. And then they laugh, like, that's funny. No, I'm serious. You bald pile of crap, buy me a drink. You're not coming into my bar like this. And you sit there, and you're like, oh, all right. Well, all right, let me get you a drink then. All right, fine. And you know what? Buy one for the whole table then, too, because I guess you're a pussy, and you'll do anything I tell you. And you go down this road, Every there were 12 people in that seminar. Nine of them stood up and said, I don't have to deal with this. Their, their manhood was challenged. And ladies did it. And then you find out that my friend who's standing behind me has a gun. Now your words don't hurt so much, and you're in big trouble. And it's the weirdest thing because people will react to words when all you got to do is just go, I'm in a room full of people that do not want me here. Or this guy seems to be trouble. And it's like, just de-escalate the situation. You can leave. There's no shame in just going, all right, I'm out of here. That's it. John, as a cop, I don't carry a semi-automatic typewriter on my hip in case I have to use deadly force. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, they don't, Michael. They do, they, but they do train Michael in, the, in police training. Calm it down right. a little bit. Yeah. Let's try not to use any physical force. Words are better. Use your words. The, the weirdo uh, hippies always said, use your words. words. Words will get us through. Words are better than violence. And now all of a sudden, that same group of people are like, words are scary. Comedy is subjective, and that's scary. We don't understand subjective and nuance, so now it has to be stopped. They're going after comedians. They're going after funny. And they don't get it. People who aren't funny don't get it. And they've got too much of a voice right now. The humorless speak too much. 
Just listen to KDKB. The whole thing's humorless. They talk too much. That's why nobody listens. But it's true. It's just this weird kind of world where, you know, they're, they're important, but they certainly can't hurt you unless you allow it. You're the only one that can allow a word to hurt you. You can sit and let it bounce off you. They're sticking. They're sticking for some reason, those words yeah. on people. Well, they're, because people are being told, oh, you just got, you're a victim. Yeah. You've been abused. And it is. Don't minimize that. It's like instead of just saying, hey, walk it off. All the guy did was call you a name. It'll last five minutes unless you want it to last longer. It's up to you. And you can say, hey, that Brady guy says terrible stuff to me all the time. Guess what your best bet is? Stop hanging around Brady. And it's the too hot. If you know, if Brady, if I was, let me put it in perspective, you'll understand. If I was a, a guy who didn't like the temperature to be more than 75 degrees, and uh, I, I told you that I was going to try to become a chef, would you tell me, probably a little too hot in the kitchen for you? It's probably not your best idea. Like, I just won't be in a room that's over 80 degrees. I won't do it, but I'm going to be a chef. You'd probably tell me. I'd probably say that that's going to be a tough. Not, you're not going to do too well in that, right? Yeah. So if Jada Pinkett Smith doesn't like being a public figure who airs her dirty laundry constantly and says things and then doesn't want anybody to ever talk about it unless it's her, maybe she's in the wrong arena. The tennis girl that everybody's like, oh, this poor girl's got mental health issues. Probably Osaka. should not go out there until she feels okay. They're running her out playing tennis like crazy, saying everybody keep an eye on her mental health and saying, well, let's stop putting her in situations where that escalates because she's not good at handling crowd Still noise. Still her choice, though, John. Like it is saying. her choice. Yeah. I mean, you can. she's being pressured. She's not a victim. Right. She's putting herself yeah. out there. She doesn't have very good people in her corner, but the bottom line is Russell Westbrook of the Lakers saying, don't call me names. Guess what people are going to do now? You just set yourself up to look worse. Jada Pinkett Smith and the Internet are not friends right now. The Internet's kicking the crap out of the Smith family. So if you can't handle the heat, is what I'm saying, don't go in the kitchen. If you, don't, if you want to put yourself out there and say, I'm putting myself out there, but I'm putting a false barrier of protection around me that if anybody breaches it, I'm victimized. It's like, no, it's not the way things work. And they never will. As much as we dream of Pollyanna land, it will never work that way. The Internet proves it every time. Everybody says and does the right thing on Facebook. Oh, it's terrible. What an awful event. But then you look, uh, everybody's emails. I'm getting some of the greatest emails of my life because of this terrible thing that happened with language and violence. It's like, no, it's funny. And Jada Pinkett Smith jokes are going crazy. The one where the, uh, my favorite one yesterday was uh, Will Smith was banging her from behind. And she goes, pull my hair. And he goes, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> any joke is funny now because it's like well you guys have, have put yourself out there is that this is sensitive and we don't know you and you seem kind of uh you seem kind of pussy about it all yeah words can't words can't be considered violence unless they're threats period that's it it's up to you kevin kevin emailed in asking wondering what would happen if it was a female comedian like schumer or lampanelli back in her day making those jokes that's a good question yeah. lampanelli yeah. makes some Really oh. pointed. Oh joke. yeah. Well, and that's what why. about a roast? Yeah, like hundred percent. I want to. I think the roast next should be Will Smith. Yes. I think a, a, oh, a Shriners roast of and Will Smith Rock, would MCA. be hilarious. That's that would fix this whole thing. But a roast? I mean, that is just some horrible language. And guess what? Nobody ever walked away bleeding. Nobody ever walked – well, actually, Steve-O did that time he ran into Mike Tyson's fist on purpose. But, I mean, other than that, the words never cut anybody and ever. was it 
Steve Oganu peed on Danny Bonaducci. Sure, that's physical. That was physical Again, yeah. we're talking physical. Yeah. Like the, the the word part of a roast is like so to prove that it's not now. What you'd never have is a hey, let's have a Shriners physical beatdown of Will Smith, where right. comedians come out and punch him and hit him. It'll be hilarious. No, because words are not violent. They can't actually hurt you, like physically. We got to get off this train. I, I don't understand that. And William Gay from UNC Charlotte. <laughs> You know, come on. You can't, you're just mad because you lived Next in. Next morning show, Katie Cave. He lived in. I, well, there's some psychological stuff to that, too. When your name is William Gay and uh, and you go out and say, words hurt. Well, it's because you lived your entire childhood being teased. That's probably. In why. the 80s? Yeah, oh, in the my. 80s, your last name is Gay. You had a rough go. Uh, it, it, so I'm sure he probably thinks, well, words are horrifying. Oh, yeah, because you. You took a beating for it, and probably unjustly. But guess what? You're still standing. You still got a birthday. And you can walk through as an adult and realize that's not going to happen to me anymore. You're going to have some trauma. Last name gay or homo something. It's going to be rough. Poor, the, the poor, you know, the three or four hundred people in the world named Michael Hunt have had a rough go. <laughs> a really tough childhood. Ethan Fago played baseball. And when he was announced at spring training in 1999 with my friend Craig and I, sitting in the thing, drunk in the eighth inning. Now batting for the Padres, number 99, Ethan Fago. And you look at the thing and see <laughs> F-A-G-O-T as how he spells his name. And I looked at Craig and he looked at me and he goes, all right, put your ass into it, <laughs> It was nonstop. The whole crowd just went, Ethan Fago. You can't get around it. The guy had a rough time. Names can be funny. But you know what? The guy, I think the guy hit a double. Stronger than the words. Motivated. He shut us up. We didn't stop yelling at him, but come on. Your name is William Gay. Bill Gay, all the way through school, had a tough go. Up until people matured and acted normal. So, of course, words are scary to him. He didn't cope well. It's all bananas. It's, everything's gone nuts. Don't teach your kids to be pussies. That's it. Adam... Corolla might have been right years ago. That pussification of all your children is just wrecking this entire planet. It's true. And who do we admire most? Bill Maher did a big thing about it on Friday night. You know, everybody wants to be all sensitive and stuff, but when the chips are down, we like ourselves a little Volodymyr Zelensky act. We like the phrase, uh, f*** you, Russian warship. We love the <laughs> phrase, I need ammunition, not a ride. We still want John Wayne deep down. We still want some some of that toxic masculinity everybody's talking about. We want action. Action, not words. That's what they say. If you're if you're you know if words are so effective, you could sit and tell a girl, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you so strong." I'm gonna make. But if you do it like every day and never actually act on it, she's gonna go. He's just all talk. All right. He's all talk. Nothing ever really happens. He's all talk. John, I know some of you whiteys are afraid to go there, but try growing up with the name Be Gay. Yeah, Begay, Indians. Yeah. The Begays. Oh, it, it, it's it, brutal. They find out you're different. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with a ho from Brady's family all the time. <laughs> and then you got Be Gay attached fingers to Fingers up the back of the head. God forbid you played sports and had Be Gay on the back of your shirt. Yeah. But you know what? You got through it. Yeah. Probably with the help of alcohol. But still. <laughs> <laughs> words hurt. You find your your ways to cope.
Well, that's just long term. You know, that'll break you down. That's just that, that's the old drip torture. You can get over it after a while, but after a while, you're just like, I'm never going to hear the end of this, especially as a kid. Now, if that was about children, you know, that's why you don't pick on kids as an adult like that because it's they're mushy and they're dumb and they don't understand that and you can hurt them. But I think it was a guy that worked for my dad at the company when I was working, being his assistant at one summer oh, your dad. at my dad's company. Okay. This uh, plumber, Fred Wakefield, he he would say, "Ah, that guy's got an alligator's mouth and a bird's ass." Yeah, all talk. Yeah, very little action on the back. That's right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like the alligator's mouth. I'm still not sure about the bird. Well, see, so he can. Yeah, he's got a huge he mouth. Chew a lot of stuff, but is is not really eating much. Ah, okay. He's, he's, he's passing pebbles. Okay. You have to always go back to the fact that Brady's talking. It's a, it's a no, and I, I had digestion. Well, said that. And when he said that, yeah, he said that to me a couple of times, I'd always hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Get alligator it. mouth, bird's ass. Is basically, you got a big mouth, and you never poop you're out anything. Real, you're not processing anything huge. He's got a big mouth. It looks big. That's it. Brady's made everybody hungry. That's right. What was his name? Fred? Yeah. He was telling kids that? He was telling you guys at the HVAC shop? When I was his plumber's apprentice. <laughs> and were you saying, I'm going to kick that guy's ass? Yeah, Fred, you're right. <laughs> Don't worry about him, Brady. He's got an alligator's mouth and a bird's ass. Ooh. An owlet eagle. Nah. The next door is when I was in Nam. In the tunnels. Was he a nom guy? Yeah. All right. Oh, that dude had some stories. He was probably tough as nails. Probably badass, yeah. yeah. All right, well, there you go. Because he'd seen some real stuff, and he knows what's not violent and what is. We've got to stop telling everybody to be pussies. Yeah, I, I would like it if the cops had a nice, like, you know, a typewriter that they'd pull Semi-automatic out. Semi-automatic typewriter. <laughs> My ex-wife learned from her family, because they were weird. That uh, she couldn't handle words. She didn't know how to speak when, like, what? Oh, no. Crunch it down. No, no, no. no. She, she, you get into a discussion with her, and if she got lost, she'd just stop. Like, if you, if you verbally beat her at something, she didn't know what to do. So she would leave the room and go type out her thoughts and then put them in bullet points and then present an argument to you. If it was about, like, cleaning the kitchen... Um, and you know you know how weird things happen when you're in a relationship and it escalates yeah, to like what the hell how did how do we get on married this? to someone who does Excel spreadsheets? Oh God, I got those. you get Excel spreadsheets for I arguments? Got them. Yeah. No kidding. I, I still I found one the other day. <laughs> you saved an Excel things? spreadsheet oh. is presented well, to you. It was, yeah, it was it was emailed to me somehow. Got into my backup drive. Oh okay, and, and it was all about what a dick you are. And yep. like a breakdown. Need to, be, need to be more present for the family. Need to put more of an effort <laughs> you have in. an Excel spreadsheet of things yep. you can do better. Yep. Quit oh, hosing the great. AC yep. off. That's fantastic. That Get later. a new that AC. After, that was after the divorce. Newacunit.com. It's really easy. I did it for my rental. These guys are amazing. Stop hosing the AC down. Excel spreadsheet. Time spent Spend hosing down AC versus building new AC. Yeah, oh, that, and I've been through that. It's the yep. weirdest thing in the world because you think like she just walked away from the argument because she's mad. And then about an hour later, I get a thing with bullet points, like a business presentation of things that I said or did wrong. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And because you're pissed, you're like, throw it away. 
And then, oh, you, and then you, never, you never take Don't what I say seriously. You didn't say anything. Exactly. So you got a then PowerPoint presentation. You presented, presented something to me that I was supposed to read and we didn't talk about it. It's just not human. No, oh, it's not it's human not. And there's ways to communicate that are great. And sometimes you just have to say, you know what? I need to take a break from whatever we're arguing about right now because it's getting out of hand. And we'll walk away, and I'm going to collect my thoughts. I but you just respect, leave it. I, I like that. Writing it down, I, I almost respect that. But sure. let's talk about it. Right. Don't yeah. present don't, it don't to Don't me. hand it to me and then you walk away. You read it to me. Yeah. The last one yeah. you got is, I get this, you get that. I get <laughs> right. this, oh, you get that. that. That's the spreadsheet yeah. you're really looking for is how are we dividing <laughs> yep. our assets. We put uh, stickers on ours. <laughs> Yeah, I think little, it was like a little uh, sticky like color coded post, post it notes. Post it yeah. notes on over everything. But like, I wanted that one. Not too bad. <laughs> That'd be quicker with the pink ones. Yep. Yellow one, that one. There's a yellow sticky on that. You changed it. In your situation, I'd have just been like, you know what? You're going to have everything. I basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I wouldn't want to fight uh, Dawn. Well, words are, and, her words were violent. Yeah. Because they were so loud. They, they were sonic. Those would actually physically hurt. Yeah, I would get that. I would get that sheet, and I'd have to read it and figure it out. And my beef wasn't that she went and wrote it down; it's that she made me have to deal with it. I'm like, you read this. These are your thoughts. You my, collect. It's your a, my beef was it was like a third grade thing. Like, don't be my teacher. Don't don't give me a book report yeah. on this. Let's let's have a let's have a discussion. You about should this. have on um, graph paper or something, <laughs> like written a report back right, of what, all right. the things you don't like about right, it. Right. Yeah, that's just because I would get it. Or like, here, here like my... a teacher go over it with a red pen. Right. No, this I don't like this. Like, here's, my, here's my thoughts. You go ahead and go over those. And I read it, and I'm like, am I supposed to yell about, like, number one? Because I disagree with number one, like, a lot. No, just read them and understand where I'm coming from. And I'm like, okay. Then do I get a chance? I just want you to hear me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not hearing anything. I'm reading this, and I'm interpreting. You tell me. And she wouldn't do it. It was weird. I think, you know, it's just like trying to solve or try to figure out and and complete an argument over text. No, it's impossible. Oh, impossible. You, where you're missing impossible. tone and everything? Yeah. Tone and context. You have to do it I'm all fine. I'm all oh, fine. worst. Writing down your thoughts is, is healthy. Yeah, right completely. Now, but, but, but let's you, go over them but you face to face. You yeah. tell me the thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just hand them to Grapple me. Grapple with me. your own thoughts right. and then let's discuss them together. Yeah, that's the whole point of writing it down is to find out where you're coming from so you don't make a mess of things. That was nutty. She was nuts, though. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Stupid Al-Qaeda. <laughs> God damn it. Missed by one, boys. Missed by one. John, I don't totally agree with you that words don't do harm. My wife goes on and on about her day almost every day. I get a headache. Doesn't that count as, as <laughs> yeah. pain? Physical? Yeah. yeah, it does. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes when somebody just uses too many words. Trigger yeah, words. Not even bad words. There's too many. Too many. You know what I will say? Uh, there should be something about. It's the same as being bored. Like, yeah. if you, like when you're really bored, like this person's words bore me. The only thing you can do is walk away from it and not be around it. And when somebody's really boring and you go to dinner with them and stuff and they're boring human beings, you're in this miserable bore Why are you fest, looking at me? Because you, <laughs> you just don't go out again with that person. You don't get back in the car and go, oh, I've never been more bored in my life. Are we going out with them again next weekend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, we, can't, we can't not go out with them. That would be rude. <laughs> right. So it's up to you. Again, the reaction is yours. To words. Oh, this world. This world, Brady. Get off my lawn. And again, I stand by the get off my lawn phrase. I don't know what you're doing on my lawn. It's rude. 
What makes you think you can be on my lawn? With all these lawyers running around all over the place. Kevin Rose coming in here later. I don't need kids in my yard because they'll fall and hit their heads on some sprinkler head that I had too high legally and didn't know. Next thing you know, I'm in a lawsuit because your kid was run- Get off my lawn. <laughs> the hell are you doing on my lawn? You've got a lawn of your own. Get off my lawn is not an old man thing. It's a homeowner thing. You kids, get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn. Go play in your own lawn. I pay people to me. The only people allowed on my lawn are Al Smith and his crew and me. Everybody else shouldn't be on my lawn. And I'm not going to get in your lawn because I'm respectful. (laughs) Is get off my porch? Is that a bad thing? Because you'd say that and nobody would say you're an old man. They're too close to your house. (laughs) They're very close. They're really close <laughs> to your house. Like Get off my porch isn't an old man yell. It's like, a hey, you're too close. Some of these postage stamp lots, the lawn is real close. to. It's like a porch in itself. Just get the out of The standard keep yard. out sign on the porch. That's when you've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> no trespassing keep out. Like, what are you running in there? Fort Knox, settle down. Those people who think their kids can't walk alone because they'll get abducted. First off, nobody's looking to break into your house. Second, your kids aren't that great. Not everybody wants to steal your kids. You, you act like you got a little brick of gold wandering around. <laughs> Come on. Half those abductors drive by and go, Ugh, that one's a mess. They don't want the big, strong ones, and they don't want the goofy, weird ones. They want those middle kids. But nobody, it's, it, your kids aren't getting abducted. You can calm down about all that. I had some lady tell me that she walks to the bus stop with her kid. I'm like, how far is the bus stop? It's the end of the street. How old is he? 11. And waits. Let him go. Probably when he... Let him go. After school. The drop-off. Oh, yeah. There's oh, parents if, standing there. If, in fact, there's five a houses. bus that even takes them back. Yeah, moms are walking. Well, I told home. you the one time in Maricopa when there was a, uh, a guy that was stalking the buses. Like, people had relaxed and let their kids walk to the bus. The next week, there was Parents every goddamn car was out there for miles. <laughs> and all you need is miles. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. You only need just one, one parent, parent to watch yeah, out. Like hire one to go, yeah. just hang out the bus stop for a couple of days while this freak's out there. Yeah, they all panic like their kids are like in demand. Kids aren't that great. <laughs> in fact, you'd probably be better off with a couple of them disappearing. <laughs> we lost Kevin. How many we got now? Three. And that's good. Three's still good. Yeah, three's still good. Three's still good. Let's just really hyper-focus. That's a number. Let's hyper-focus <laughs> on the ones that are left. But what about Kevin? Uh, he'll, be, he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll make it. But I loved Kevin. we get three others. That was pretty good. We loved them all, but I mean, come on. Let's face it. Yeah. Kevin was... Kevin was the weird Kevin one. was low on the... <laughs> Kevin was a strange one. <laughs> when you talk about Kevin. Uh, anyway, words can't hurt you. Just, that's today's theme. Now, you're going to verbally abuse everybody in the state. I want Kevin Rowe to come in. He's going to come in here a little later this morning. How many cases do you have where somebody said, that guy called me a dick, and I oh, sued him? Like, yeah. none. Well, Zero. It's not against or the Or how many people that don't understand the, the, the legal definition of defamation? Yeah. Oh, no. They, yeah, you they can think call somebody call a name somebody. all day long. Right. Well, defamation is not on the street where I can just sit and call yeah, you whatever I right, want to. Right. Well, but people think it is. Right. Well, because people are told by these articles and by news and everything and else that yeah. words can be physically violent. Apparently. Well, who's the one? The, the Kyle Rittenhouse is the one that's suing all oh, these yeah. people because well, of that what is, they said. And he's potentially he might have a 
case in some potential defamation because you're broadcasting to a large audience. Yeah, and he isn't a public yeah. figure. Well, yeah, now false he is. information about someone is defamation. Yeah. Yeah. You've defamed them with with uh, claims that can't be proven. That's defamation. And uh, you know, especially like I don't know how Nancy Grace hasn't gotten sued like a hundred times over because all she does is talk crap about people while they're supposedly getting a court case that's fair and just, and then when they get you know, proven not guilty. Like, I think OJ's got some defamation cases, but he doesn't want to rise up against that. He doesn't want to come out and say, hey, no, I'm going to sue some people. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's not doing that. Uh, it's 719. What do you got on the big board of musical treats? Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Those uh, dicks. I know. I know. You believe those guys? Oh, but Josh. <laughs> I was in there yesterday talking to them. They are getting stocked up for the uh, the riding season. So if you're looking for a new pivot, uh, Santa Cruz, Rocky Mountain, they got you hooked up. You need that old bike in the garage fixed up. They are going to take care of you. Check them out, actionrideshop.com. And on the list. And the snow. Yeah, the snow, too. It snowed like crazy. Up Snowball got like 10 inches yesterday. It's a ton of snow going on. So you got your last chance to, to get real snow ski, probably, yeah. for the season. That's going to be good stuff. And, and plus, it's going to be 75 degrees tomorrow. Even better. Man, snowing and the powdery. You just got a day or two of that. Oh, it's going to be outstanding. So they got you covered there, too. Absolutely. So uh, on the list, we got uh, Godsmack crying like a bitch for all the conversations we've had today. Yeah. Uh, Queensryche, Metallica, Deftones, Mastodon, NPE, Tear Drinker. Visions. That's a great one. Tear Drinker by Mastodon. Let's do it. I, I, that is a great bad guy name. He is the tear drinker. Sounds like a Marvel, he Marvel th- yeah, character. He thrives on the tears of people. That's his fuel. Tear drinkers are great. Go with that. Plus, Mastodon's cool. I like that. Yeah, people are all like, uh, I've never understood that. I'm getting a ton of I've never understood that get off my lawn thing being bad. Is it because I'm getting old? I'm 41. No. You work hard for a lawn. <laughs> You don't want people just walking around in it. It does make more sense as you get older. Yeah, it, it does. As you get older, you're yeah. like, why the hell are these people in my yard? Because when you're younger, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going on the guy's Not me. Or the old man. Oh, or, yeah. I, my dad taught me that so early. I, I was weird. I'm weird about it. Like, I don't like, I still like walk into restaurants and stuff. I'll pull my dog off the corner of your lawn. Like, don't walk in somebody's grass. My dad yeah. was adamant about that. Like, do not. And he would tell me, get out of there. I'm like, what? Get out of there. If a ball went into a front yard, my dad would make me knock on the door and ask, can I get your ball? And that, that's crazy, though, because we could get away with that all day long. Yeah. I, uh, after a while. some of those neighborhoods, like we, we would have, you know, lawns that basically connect. Yeah, connect. Still couldn't go in. Or them. maybe no sidewalk on some of the. Still can't go in them. I'd walk yeah. in the corner of the road. I, I, it, it is like. My dad drilled that into my head from a very early age, get off of that person's grass. So we would send Begley or Stebbings over into the yard to get the ball. <laughs> but what was crazy was I never had that respect for a backyard. If our tennis ball or wiffle ball or whatever went over somebody's backyard. Golf balls. They didn't have a dog. Why are you hitting golf balls in the neighborhood? I'm just saying the go- if you're on a golf course, there's oh, some yeah, of those yeah. wandering lawns, to somebody's it grass. It says keep off yeah. grass because they have people going in there to but get But for me, I grab it and run back to the golf course. But I, I would hop fences and get our stuff and go into a backyard. Never thought about it. I knew If I knew the neighbors didn't have a dog or something, I'd just hop yeah. right over, grab it, and come back. Front yard, oh, to this day. Walking over to like, you know, if I wander over to uh, Lucy's or the other bar, which is a great place by my house, uh, you go over there and 
walking by the houses. I'm like, you just don't go in the grass. Like, what are you doing? You drop something. It lives there forever. You got to go knock on the door. Can I get that? That's always uh, fun. Every once in a while, you walk out in your backyard. There's three or four wiffle balls sure. on your side. Not from it's from previous games. That oh, yeah. that's right. We had that many over. It took a couple weeks for them to throw them back over. <laughs> Toss them back. <laughs> exactly. Goes into somebody's front yard. You don't wander around somebody's front yard. It is. As you get older, you do kind of get that get off my lawn thing becomes more sensible. My dad had it when he was a young man, and he pushed it on me. Man, oh, man, I was scared of people's front yards. Still kind of am. Halloween, we put the tape up around the, you know, that goes along the sidewalk and up the driveway. (laughs) It, It makes tons of sense. Get off my porch, get out of my living room, and get off my lawn. It's all just possessives. I'm saying it right now because I got that that nanny that won't stop walking that baby on my fence. I don't oh, know. Yeah. She just won't stop. Send Michael and Troy Michael, out there. Michael yelled at her a couple of times, and then I've said something. Megan said, please don't walk on that fence. There's It's block. I don't know. It's a long wall. Please don't walk. We don't know if any of them are loose or whatever. I would hate to see your kid fall. Okay. Next day. Little pricks up there on the wall again. It's like, what is going on with you? And no. Do you have like 24-hour dementia? Are you memento? Please stop walking on the wall. Don't make me put up a sign. Next day. He's doing so well. His balance is amazing. Are you raising a little Simone Biles here? Get him a balance beam. Get him off my fence. Well, Linda. You're an old man who doesn't like people in his lawn. Whatever. Get off my fence. And you know that she'd be the first one, no matter how many warnings, if one of those little blocks cut loose or broke and that kid hit the dirt. Oh, your fence was faulty. Trying to sue me. She's making me put up something. There was no sign posted. All right, lady. Knock you silly. I'll ask Kevin Rowe about that, too. Uh, what are my ramifications of uh, tying up a nanny and keeping her in the garage so she keeps that goddamn kid off my fence? Part of your umbrella yeah. policy. <laughs> what is, is that in my homeowners? Sure it is. That if I've told somebody four times, I then have a right to hog tie them and I keep them in my garage so. for a couple of days? I think it's in your cc and Why are you doing this? I don't know. Because you don't listen. Now you're just walking on the wall. I know. And we said, please don't. Go walk on another wall where people like it. I don't know what the big deal is. Doesn't matter what you think. That's why you're hogtied. And you know what? If you've ever been hogtied, you have to think, I probably did this for, somebody's doing this because of, this. <laughs> if, there's a reason. If that was in your season. And in your head. <laughs> there'd be a lot less soliciting I going guarantee on. you anybody hogtied in their head's like, oh, oh. And they ask themselves the question, do? what did I do to deserve this? And then something pops in their brain. Well, and that's why I'm hogtied. <laughs> you know why you're hogtied. You did it. All those guys on Cops that used to see and those, like, what? This is ridiculous. I don't know. Well, if you'd have just listened. And then in their brain, they have to think, that's exactly why I'm hogtied. <laughs> that guy just made a ton of For sense right there. For the third right time this, this week. A, if you've been hogtied more than once in your life, you're just a bad listener. I've avoided getting hogtied my entire life. Have you? Nope. You've been hogtied? No, I've never. Oh, been, you have? Yeah, I, yeah. When I said <laughs> I I've avoided it. Have you been hogtied? I said avoided it. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yes, I've avoided You've avoided it as yeah. well. Good. You scared me for a second there, and I'd also like to see that. <laughs> Somebody Brady please hog tie Brady. And then you go, oh, that's why I'm hog tied. Because John said to do it. Yeah. You've never been hog tied. No. As far as I know, no. As far as you know, that's no good. <laughs> it's easy to avoid it. It is. Cops don't want to do it. Cowboys don't want to do it. 
Only bondage people want to hogtie you. And then you volunteered, and you're in your brain. You're like, this is why I'm hogtied. I want to be. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.